Morning, everybody. <laughs> it's good to have you here with me this morning. Um, uh, it's I enjoy these morning sessions very much. Um, so let's just see who is on here. The thing just started to come through for me now. Hello, Shaul. Good to see you there. I don't know who else is there, um, but it's it's good to be with all of you. So just do me a favor and. You know, wave or say hi or, you know, say good morning or something so I can see who's, who's here with me. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, I don't have the YouTube feed here in front of me, but uh, please subscribe to the channel on YouTube and uh, hit the notification bell. Also, share the videos. I, I'm sure a lot of other people would also like to see it. All right. So, good morning, everybody. Uh, I'm a few minutes late because just before the time god completely changed the message <laughs> so i just had to quickly go and look for a couple of scriptures so i'll try and convey it as best i can so let's see <laughs> so um good morning janine it's good to have you here so um i'm speaking about fire this morning uh there's some some different things in the Bible described as fire. So I'm going to start just uh, reading a few scriptures and then re so that we have something to refer to. And uh, so then, then we'll, we'll get to the point. All right, so Song of Solomon 8 is where, are gonna, where I'm going to start. It says here, Set me like a seal upon your heart, like a seal upon your arm. For love is as strong as death, jealousy is as hard and cruel as shoal, it flash, its flashes are flashes of fire, a most vehement flame, the very flame of the Lord. Now we know that the word says uh, that God is love, First John chapter 4 in two places. Uh, so God is love, but it, it describes the fire, the, the love is a fire, it's as strong as death, it says here in the King James, jealousy is as cruel as the grave. The coals thereof are coals of fire, which hath the most vehement flame. So, so the, the, the love of God is what moves him. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he also says, uh, the love of Christ moves us. So we'll get to that scripture a little bit later. So I just want to jump to Jeremiah chapter 23. And there in verse 29, something that we've referred to a couple of times. It says, um, Is not my word like fire that consumes all that cannot endure the test, says the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks in pieces the rock of most stubborn resistance. So the word is a fire, the love of God is a fire. So um, we have some scriptures. So in Hebrews chapter 12, it says, the last verse, it just simply says, I'm going to start reading at verse 28. Let us therefore receiving a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken, offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe, for our God is indeed a consuming fire. Now here it says in the King James, it's, it says something a bit different. It says, wherefore we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved. Let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptably with reverence and godly fear for our God 
is a consuming fire. So God is a fire, and his word is a fire, and his love is a fire. All right, so, um, so Jeremiah spoke a lot of uh, the, uh, the fire, but uh, Elijah also spoke, well, he demonstrated the fire. If we just go to 1 Kings There's two versions of that scripture, and I lost my notes. Just bear with me a little bit. Yeah, First Kings 18. Now, in First Kings chapter 18, uh, this is where the the nation of Israel had to choose God. Uh, Elijah said to them, if God is God, serve him. If, if Baal is God, serve him. So he had all the Baal prophets there and he challenged them. He says, let the God that answers by fire, let him be God. And they said, it's, they, agreed, they agreed to it. Okay? It says here, um, Let two bulls be given to us. Let them choose one bull for themselves and cut it in pieces and lay it in the wood and put, it, put no fire to it. I will dress the other bull, lay it on the wood and put no fire to it. Then you call on the name of your God and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the one who answers by fire, let him be God. And all the people answered, it is well spoken. Elijah said to the prophets of Baal, choose one bull for yourselves and dress it first. For you are many, and call on the name of your God, but put no fire under it. So they took the bull, etc. So they went through the whole thing, and they gave them till sunset, and they, and he started mocking them, and they cut themselves, but no one answered by fire. And uh, Elijah went, and he poured water over everything, you know the story. And he said, God answer me, and here comes the fire, and he burned everything up. All right, so God answered by fire. It's like physical fire coming from heaven. So, um, so there's a lot of things that you can say about fire, but this thing is, goes really deep, and I'll have to go to look at a lot of s scriptures, but there's something I, I want to say today. So, uh, <laughs> so let's just put a few scriptures there, and we'll get to it. Okay, so Leviticus 10 this is a scripture <laughs> that some churches and some preachers have taken so out of context that it is absolutely ridiculous what they say out of this scripture. But it says in Leviticus chapter 10, And Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it, and put incense on it, and offered strange and unholy fire before the Lord, as he had not commanded them. And there came forth fire from before the Lord and killed them, and they died before the Lord. Okay, so let's just look at this. God had certain commands. This was in the time of the Old Covenant, and there was a word that came forth. When the word came on the Mount Horeb, it was revealed by fire on the mountain. 
Okay, so Moses went up on the mountain and there was smoke and there was fire. And when he came down, his face shone with a certain glory. So we know that Jesus came with a different glory. So there's a different fire. And there's a different fire revealed in the Old Covenant as the fire that is revealed in the New Covenant. The Old Covenant could not save. It could only destroy. And the New Covenant uh, cleansed us and perfected us. And the New Covenant brought us life. So the Old Covenant is a destructive uh, fire that brings wrath. And the New Testament is, uh, is the fire of God's love burning in us. And as it burns, it purifies us and it cleanses us in manifestation. It is the very holiness of God that is the fire. Like the fire uh, that was um, in the lamp of God in the temple that should ne never go out. That was a holy fire. Okay, But now these guys... According to the law, they had very specific instructions about how to do these sacrifices and how to do these fires. And so they, they put unholy fire, strange fire before God, such as God has not commanded. With other words, it did not go inside with the fire revealed from heaven. The word is the fire. And now there's a strange word burning in them. A strange word in the time of... The, the old covenant and the fire from heaven was revealed towards them and consumed, consumed them. So we know now that the fullness of that covenant has been expressed on Jesus. He took that fire upon himself. He took all the wrath that was poured out on sin. He, Jesus took that so that we could have the very light of the fire, the lamp the light of God burning on the inside of us, which is a different word altogether revealed after the cross, the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is also a word. That is also a fire. But it's a different type of fire. It's a different type of word. Okay, so you just, just get this parallel between the word is the fire. Now, what these people, I, I don't want to name names here, but it's a, very, it's a very prominent preacher in America that says that when we minister signs, wonders, and miracles in the church, it's strange fire such as God has not commanded. Um, it's really interesting that he would say that because it's a direct command from Jesus that we go and lay hands on the sick and they should recover. It's a direct command of Jesus that we should have signs, wonders, and miracles in the church. It's a direct prophecy from Joel chapter 2. It says, in the last days, I will pour out of my spirit, and the young men will see visions, and the old men will dream dreams, and men servants and maid servants, I will pour out my spirit, and they will prophesy. Okay, and I will show signs and wonders, signs in the, in the, in the heavens. So, uh, in Acts chapter 2, here comes the disciples and they are all in one place and suddenly you know as Jesus commanded them Jesus blew on them he was he said receive my spirit he said go wait in the in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high Acts chapter 1 verse 8 and a cloud received him out of their sight so we went into the cloud into the unseen so now the disciples are waiting and they are in one place in one accord in Acts, in Acts chapter 2 and suddenly there was a mighty sound as of a mighty rushing wind. And cloven tongues of fire divided and sat upon each of them. 
and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Now the Spirit is the Word, and the Word is the fire. The Spirit is the fire. God is a fire. But it's a different re revelation than the fire that was revealed to Moses. So, um, and we'll look, at, we'll look at this now. So the strange fire is not the signs and wonders and miracles. That's the true fire. The strange fire is when people take God's word and twist it into something which it is not. To take God's word and make it a form a formalistic type of religion thing where all power is squeezed out of it. And the Bible calls it having a form of godliness but denying the power of it. All right? So, um, so Jesus was full of fire. I mean, in John chapter 2, he went and cleansed the temple and he was, he was zealous. And then the disciples remember that he would be consumed. The scripture that says he would be consumed with zeal for his father's house and then he says in the amplified in brackets in john chapter 2 the fervor of love it's a burning flame he was he was fervently burning for the house of his father are you now making it a robber's den and he chased them out and he turned over the the tables all right so uh so we need to understand this that the fire coming from the word would be the fire that is dwelling in us. And now, this is, now I'm getting to the point. In the garden, right in the beginning, there were two trees representing two words. Now, if you read through the book of Jeremiah, Jeremiah speaks of people being trees and it speaks of fire being revealed to those trees. Okay, so. I'm not going to be able to go into detail about this now because I have a lot of reading to do. But in uh, Genesis, there was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and there was the tree of life. Now, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil represented a certain type of thinking, a certain type of word, and the source of that word came from the devil. And the devil was a created being. So he spoke a different word from the word that God spoke from the tree of life to Adam and Eve. So God spoke to Adam and Eve and said, listen, you can eat of all the trees, but don't eat of that tree, for in that day you will die. That tree, the fruit of that tree will, will bring death to you. Okay, so we know the story in Genesis chapter 3. Uh, Eve was there and the serpent started speaking, the snake the dragon, the evil one, the accuser, started speaking to her out of the tree. And he said, did God say, twisting God's words, did God say that you shall not eat of all the trees? And she said exactly what God said. She said, God said we can eat of all the trees except this one. Because if we eat it, we will die. And so Satan said, but hey, you won't die because your eyes will open and you will become like God, knowing good and evil. Okay. So he started tempting her with words that was different from the words that was spoken by God concerning the trees. So she started getting a desire for this tree. And she started seeing that it was a beautiful tree with, with food that is fruit that is good for food in order to make one wise. So the wisdom from that tree 
is a different wisdom from the wisdom coming from God and having its source in God. So the one is from the devil, from hell, and the one is from God out of heaven. Two different sources. I hope you just can see this. If, if we can just make this connection now that these two trees are two different types of word with the source in two different types of places. The one is from hell and the one is from heaven. All right, so now we can go to James chapter 3. And James chapter 3 speaks about words that come out of our mouth. So this is, <laughs> this is now all... <laughs> five minutes before nine so i hope i hope i remember everything okay james chapter three okay i'm gonna start reading in verse two just pay attention to what he says about words all right so he says for we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things. He is a fully developed character and a perfect man able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. Okay, so there's a nature spoken of here. Okay, there's a nature spoken of here and the nature comes from the word. There's a word and there's a nature connected to the word, right? So if we speak God's word, we will have control over our entire body and over the, all the temptations of the body. Okay. So it says, yeah, it will be, we will be a perfect man. Verse 3, if we set bits in the horse's mouths to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Likewise, look at the ships. Though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the impulse of the helmsman de determines. Even so, the tongue is a little member and can boast of great things. See how much wood and how great a forest a tiny spark can set ablaze. Think of Jeremiah, the forest is people. Okay, now there's a a fire burning in that in the wood or in set ablaze and that fire is words all right so now it says in verse 6 and the tongue is a fire now listen the tongue is a world of wickedness set among our members contaminating and depraving the whole body so either the tongue makes us perfect in manifestation, if we only say what God says, or the tongue depraves the whole body. It says, and setting on fire the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature. So the nature you've been struggling has a lot to do with the words you are hearing and then believing and then speaking. Okay. The cycle of man's nature being itself ignited by hell. Okay, now, or place of the dead. So its source is from the same source as death. So it's a word of death. So God said to Jeremiah, I put before you death and life. Choose life that you may live. All right, so what did God also tell uh, uh, Joshua? Joshua, not Jeremiah, Joshua. God said before Joshua, 
He said, I said before you this day, death and life, choose life that you may live. And he said to Joshua, uh, he says, uh, as I was with Moses, so will, I will be with you. But he said to him, uh, do not let this book ever depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night. So shall you make your way prosperous. How will I make my way prosperous? I meditate on the word day and night. So if I meditate on it, it's in my heart. And then he said, do not let the book depart from your mouth. So constantly be speaking the word that you are meditating on. And if James chapter 3 says, if you say the right thing, you're a perfect man lacking nothing. All right. So we need to start saying what God says. Only speak life. Don't speak death. You think your words mean nothing. Your words, uh, what you say today uh, may affect the temptations that you have tomorrow. We know that Romans chapter 7 speaks of words also. And, it's, and it speaks of the word revealed in the law. It says sin finds opportunity in the commandment to express itself or without the law sin is dead. That's Romans chapter 7 verse 8. And then in verse 11 it says uh, that sin took the law as a weapon against me and killed me. So that nature is set on fire. So now there was this nature that was set on fire by hell. Adam and Eve partook of the wrong tree. So there's a fire burning. There's a nature active inside of them. So now God had to do something about this fire. So uh, you, we, we see the Baal prophets. And they, they had nothing there. Okay, God answered by fire. The fire that God first revealed was a fire of wrath. So it, he, he consumed that God answered. So uh, Elijah would also sit there on the mountain and people would come to capture him. And he would just say, fire, and, and the fire would come down. And they would send another group and fire, and the fire would just consume them. And he would sit there on the mountain and they send another group and say, fire, and, and the fire consumed. And then after a while they said, just stop, hold the fire, we just want to talk to you, just hold on. <laughs> okay, so he could call fire down from heaven. That was the word that was given to him. All right. But we are, we are in a different place. We are in a different covenant. We are in a different time. It's a different word and it's a different fire. All right. So when uh, uh, the sons of fire, who are they called in... in um, in the Gospels. Uh, is it James and John? No? Is it? Anyway, can't remember now. Forgive me. The sons of fire, or two of the disciples, they wanted to call down fire to consume enemies. And Jesus said, hey, you do not know of which spirit you are. So Jesus corrected them, stopped them, and they said, hey, you don't know of which spirit you are. You don't know why I came here. I did not come to call down fire from heaven. I'm not here. Just stop this Elijah anointing for now. I'm not here to call down fire on all the people. I am here to bring life to the people. All right? So Jesus came to took the fire, the wrath upon himself, to quench that fire, to stop that nature in everyone who believes who receives the rivers of living water. <laughs> the rivers of living water quenches the fire 
of hell ignited with the words that comes from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So we need to be in the river of life constantly. It quenches that fire. So, so uh, the, the spirit of God is that river. That, it, that spirit quenches the fire of the nature of the flesh that's ignited by hell. Words, a tongue, words, it quenches them. Quenches those words. It stops it. Um, another example, Ephesians chapter 6. It says, the shield of faith by which you can quench the fiery darts from the evil ones. So fiery darts are words that's coming, but you lift the shield of faith. So if you have faith in the word of the gospel, it protects you. He surrounds you with favor like a shield. And those fiery darts never hit your heart. The forest is not set to place. I hope you're hearing what I'm saying. It's not the, that flesh fire, which is the strange fire, that is burning in your heart. By faith, it's blocked out and it's quenched. You can quench the fiery darts coming. All right? So, uh, so what then is the fire that God has for us? Well, what is the word that God has for us? It's the gospel. It's the word of forgiveness. It's the word of justification. It's the word of peace. It's the word of joy and of righteousness freely by grace. It is God's grace coming to us. It is life coming to us, not death. So Jesus came. He quenched the fire, the old fire, the flesh fire, the strange fire. That was our old life. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live. That fire was quenched. Uh, but it is Christ that is alive in me. Oh, the cloven tongues of fire divided and sat upon each of them. So the fire came and sat upon each of them and they were set on fire in their hearts with a fire that is from heaven. Imagine if your tongue is set on fire by a fire that is from heaven and you start speaking with that, with that tongue. So what's the first thing that happened in Acts chapter 2 after they received the Holy Ghost? The cloven tongues of fire that said, they all began to speak in other tongues. So all the people that started gathering around with this thing, that's the whole thing, that's the commotion that's happening, they started hearing the gospel of Jesus Christ in their own particular dialect. And they were all amazed. And they said, what could this mean? And some mocked and said, this is, they are full of of new wine and Peter stood up and said this is not wine as you do these are not drunk as you suppose but this is that spoken by the prophet Joel in the last days I will pour out of my spirit on all flesh okay so this is that spoken of the prophet Joel what is this that's the new fire the fire of God's love the fire of God's mercy and grace the the word which is fire which is the gospel it's the new fire that's being burning in us it's the glory revealed in the face of moses it's the abiding fire the abiding glory it will grow and fill the earth it will forever be here it will not fade out and die okay uh, it, it doesn't have to be kept keep kept on burning by effort like the, the flame in the temple uh, which almost died out in the days of Eli. Uh, uh, Eli. All right, so, um, so there's a fire burning in our hearts. And that fire is the love of Jesus Christ. That fire is the word of the gospel. It's the light. So you are the light of the world. No one lights a lamp. How did they light a lamp in, lamp in those days? 
they took a fire and they put it on the lamp. <laughs> what was the fuel of the fire? Oh, it's the olive oil that was the fuel of the fire. Remember the vision in, in Zechariah chapter 4. He says, this, what is this, uh, this vision that I'm seeing? It's the lamp with the seven lampstands, the menorah thing, the two olive trees next to it. And, um, and the Spirit of God said to him, but uh, what are these? He said, I do not know. What are these? He said, these are, this is... Um, the word spoken to Zerubbabel saying, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of us. So the one tree, the two trees are the two anointed ones. So it's the father and the son. And then there's these pipes going towards the candlestick. And those pipes let the, this, the oil flow what's the, into the bowl. So what's the, what's the oil? Is the Holy Ghost. And what's the lamp? It's the church. It's us. We have a fire. Uh, you can take this thing much further into Revelation also, but we are the lamp of God, and we need to burn. Let your light so shine that men may see the good works. So we need to let the fire burn. We need to let the light shine. Let that fire burn so that the people can see the fire, signs and wonders and miracles almost said the name of the guy in america really bless you but you are so impossibly deceived you how can you call the very works of christ that he said we must do you will do the works that i do in even greater works how can you call that strange fire that's completely ridiculous and 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 even prophesy uh god's wrath and judgment to come upon people who are demonstrating it <laughs> that's really not territory that i want to go into Okay, so uh, in Thessalonians, he says, um, Do not quench the Holy Spirit by which you are sealed. Okay, let's, let's just read it. First Thessalonians 5. So we are not to quench the fire of the Holy Spirit. So quenching the Holy Ghost is not abiding by the word that the Holy Ghost speaks in us. And it's almost like that, that anointing and that power that, they, that is working in us. We are trying to set it out and quench it. And, okay. Uh, I see we've gone over the time far. Okay. Quench not the Holy Ghost. First Thessalonians 5. <laughs> we don't want to quench those, those things. Okay. I wanted to go to Matthew chapter 20 also. I'll just quickly quote it and read one verse to you in Matthew chapter 20. Uh, it's, it says there, um, the, the good man from his inner good treasure brings forth good things. And the evil man from his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. Uh, for out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, so it's speaking about words. And, and uh, he says, by your words you would be... be um, declared righteous or set free, but by your words you will be condemned and justified. Speaking to the Pharisees, speaking the words of the law, bringing judgment, condemnation. Jesus said, judge not, lest thou be judged. Okay, so he says here now, uh, Matthew chapter 20. I hope I can find it. Okay. 
I'm trying to put in too many things. <laughs> All right. Let's leave this. Sorry, I'll have to prepare this properly. This is stuff that came up in my heart and I, and I couldn't find the scripture right now that I was trying to. But out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Okay, so, so uh, we need to be speaking the word that God has placed in our heart. We need to be speaking out of the spirit of God that's in our heart. And we need our tongues to be speaking and let it burn with the flame of the Holy Ghost. If we say the right thing, we will be in control of our bodies. Okay. How do we say the right thing? You, well, you believe the right thing. How do you believe the right thing? Well, you hear the right thing. So, f abide in the word. So, take time and let that word dwell in your heart and stir that fire in your heart. Stir up that fire. Oh, there's so many scriptures in Timothy. Rekindle the flame, fan, fan the flame, the re rekindle the embers of the, uh, of the fire that you've received by the word of prophecy and by the laying on of our hands. Okay, there's so many things that we can say about this. All right, so, but uh, I'm just going to let it go for now. All right, so I've said quite, quite enough and quite <laughs> a lot. So I hope... Uh, the message has, has started coming through. Um, what word is dwelling in our hearts? The word dwelling in our hearts, the words that's on our mouth, in our hearts, on our lips, the word of faith which we preach, will determine the nature that is alive in us. I think that's a, a good summation of what I'm trying to say here. Um, Jesus quenched the old nature because he quenched the old word by, through the cross. He stopped all of that because he took the wrath. He took that fire upon himself and he lit a new fire. I died. He quenched the fire and I was raised to a new life. He lit, lit my fire. The fire is life. Is it life ignited from hell or is it life ignited from heaven? Which word is dwelling in me? What am, what's my tongue saying? Right, so Second um, Corinthians 5, I wanted to refer to it, so I'm going to just refer to it and then stop. It says, the love of Christ impels us and moves us. For we are of the opinion that if one died, then all died. And he did die, so that we may live no longer for ourselves, but for him. Who loved us and gave himself up for us. So, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 14, run about Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, Romans chapter 6, all speaks about the same thing. Our old nature is extinguished, buried. Our new nature is from Christ, the indwelling Christ. It's a new flame that's from him. A quenching, a, a smoldering wick he will not is extinguish. So even if you feel, hey, where's my fire? God will not put that fire out. Uh, a low-burning wick, he will, not, he will not extinguish. That's Isaiah 42 and somewhere. 
<laughs> Matthew 20. That's what I wanted to read. Matthew chapter 20. A smoldering wiki will not extinguish. Okay, but you can, you can go do it for homework. Right, so um, you can go <laughs> find those scriptures for homework. Uh, let the fire of God dwell in your heart. Let the word of God dwell in you in all its richness, Colossians chapter 3. Okay, so I hope this has done something for you. <laughs> I tried to do too much in too short of a time. We're already uh, 45 minutes going. So let's, let's just, uh, just greet a few people. I see, hello, Ma, it's my mother. Hello, Henning and Lene and Tani Marisa. It's good to see all of you here. Um, all right, let's just, there's a prayer request coming. We, we're praying for Corneille in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We pray for joy and peace in his heart. We pray, Lord Jesus, that his heart will be touched by the fire of God today. And let the fire of God's love and joy and peace burn in his heart in Jesus' name. Let it be light burning in him in Jesus' name. Let him experience your blessing, your grace, and your peace in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. All right. So um, <laughs> that's it for this morning. It's a bit haphazard. It's a bit jumping around. and But I'm sure you, you heard what I was trying to say. So uh, there will probably pop up some more of this somewhere in the future. Um, but anyway, I hope you, you have a really wonderful day. I hope you really have an awesome Thursday. All right. Um, may, you, may you just experience Jesus. May you feel him with you, his presence with you. In Jesus' name. See you tomorrow morning and uh, be blessed. Amen. <laughs>